Alternative Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and this is Stranger Than. Well, and just to kind of give you guys another sample of what our uh, Patreon episodes are like, we're going to release another Patreon episode. This one is about Carl Tanzler. I decided to do the Carl Tanzler one because I feel like I reference Carl Tanzler a lot. And uh, when you listen to the following episode, you'll know why. Because he's a pretty, um, I wouldn't say special individual, but Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know. He's especially shitty. Yeah, he's especially shitty. And thank goodness there's not a lot of people like him on the planet. So, yeah. Just thought I'd we'd put that one out there. So every time I do a little Carl Tanzler reference, now you'll, you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. The wonderful human being she's referencing. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, here we are and enjoy. Hello, Joanna. Hello, Nate. Hello, patrons. Thank you so much for your support. We love you. We do. And so... Here's another bonus episode. That's right. This one is about a very, very loving fella. Oh, my God. <laughs> His name was Carl Tanzler. He had a few names, but I think that was his actual name. Yeah, that was, that was his, his, real, his real name. His real name. He had a few aliases here and there. He was born in Dresden, Germany. February 8th, 1877. The time of his birth was during the time of the German Empire, also known as the Second Reich. The land the German Empire made up reached from Netherlands in the west, Denmark in the north, and bordered on the south by France, Czech Republic, and Poland. These are all today's countries because they were all different back then. This is the German Empire that participated in World War I. He was a smart kid and had a pretty standard childhood for the time, with the exception of a ghostly visit. Yes, was he, he was about 12. About 12, he was visited by the ghost of a long-dead ancestor, the Countess Anna Constantia von Kossel, who and, died in 1765. And he also, that's one of the names he went by was von Kossel. Yes, or von Kossel. Von Kossel. Something like that. Yeah, von Kossel sounds... That's probably right. More, right, yeah. She showed him the face of a dark-haired girl that he believed to be his one true love. My endless love. (laughs) That was beautiful, Joanna. Well, his love for her was endless. It was endless. Once he actually meets her. During the 1910s, Tansler was living in Australia. He traveled with a relative frequency and did a variety of jobs. India and Italy were a couple other places he liked to frequent. That sounds fairly nice. Mm-hmm. Stop by India, get some food, go to Italy. Get uh, some get really some good more food. food, yeah. Go to Australia. Hopefully don't get... Work it off from running from all the wildlife. <laughs> yeah, hopefully don't get eaten by something. Same for India. Exactly. It seems that his reason for being in Australia isn't clear. 
Some sources say that he was studying weather patterns, or it could have been that's just where life took him. Regardless, this is where he was when World War I broke out, and, as a German citizen, he was detained by the government and tossed into an internment camp. Hmm. That does not sound pleasant. Although, I mean, it's not like death camp. It wasn't great, but, but it, it wasn't... sucks all the same. I yeah, imagine. it wasn't... It's not where you wanted to be, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like fucking Auschwitz or anything like that. After the war, he was sent to the Netherlands instead of back home. The reason for this is that the international law of the time directed that prisoners of war could not be sent back to their home country. Wow. Yeah, it seems dumb, mm-hmm. archaic. Yeah. Apparently, he did make his way back to Germany eventually, where he lived with his mother until around 1920 when he married. He and his wife, Doris Schaefer, had two daughters, Aisha and Clarista. Aisha was born in 1922. Clarista was born two years after that. He still enjoyed traveling, so their marriage wasn't really the best. Also, Clarista died of diphtheria in 1934. Yeah, so she was like just like 10 years old. Yes. That's sad. Yes. Uh, diphtheria is a bacterium that is now vaccinated for and kills about 50% of those it infects without treatment. Even with treatment, about 10% of patients die. That's today. Oh, yeah. No, That's diphtheria crazy. is terrible. Like you develop like these really like placky lesions, like kind of like when you have strep, except that it's like solid and doesn't like come off yeah it makes like a membrane yeah and it's like super and it can get super big and just totally obstruct like your breathing and breathing and yeah it's a membrane that attaches to your throat your mouth and your nose and so it can it can Mm -hmm. choke you yeah Uh, it can also attack the heart which is more rare but it'll cause heart failure if it does that yeah well i mean you get like extremely high fever and then it's no good it's yeah it's It's no good at all it's awful yeah and we're lucky that most of us get vaccinated against it. Yes. In 1926, Tanzler took a ship from ne- from Netherlands to Havana, Cuba, and then on to Zephyr Hills, Florida, where his sister was already living. Zephyr Hills is on the west coast of Florida, up towards Alabama, but still firmly on the shaft of Florida. The shaft? Yeah, the shaft. Oh, wow. Because Florida, Florida is a dick. Yeah, I mean, it's phallic enough without oh it's totally a dick and so then <laughs> i mean this is like the underside of the dick right kind of next to the balls okay. that's where it is on florida that's great thank you for that description <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> he was joined some short time later by his wife and children the family being reunited did not last long as tanzler took a job in key west both places are still in florida but they are seven hours apart and yeah. that's today, seven hours apart. Key West is way at the bottom south, like across these channels and stuff. And I don't know, you may have had to take a boat to get to him back then. You might have. I mean, they have a bridge now, but who knows if that was around back then. I, I don't no think idea. it was. I I want to say that bridge was built in the 70s, but I, I'm not 100%. And I don't even know why I think it was built in the 70s. <laughs> but it certainly was not around in the 1920s. Yeah. Or 30s. The job he took was as a radiology technician at a United States Marine hospital. Here he went by the name Carl von Kossel. 
apparently this was a position he was qualified for. He wasn't very popular at work. He was kind of an egotistical jerk. Yeah, I can see I can see that. That's just like written all over his face. But he was decent at his job, so he was kept on. He wasn't even like awesome. I think I think it was it read specifically as he was competent. But thought he was awesome. He thought he was awesome. Mm-hmm. And would often, like, exaggerate his awesomeness to people. Yes. April 22nd, 1930. A woman named Aurora de Hoyos brought her daughter, Elena, to the Marine Hospital to find out what was wrong with her. She had TB. That's what's wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. She had, Elena had been born in 1909 in Key West, and she was gorgeous. She was Cuban-American and was married to a man named Luis when she was 16 in 1925. She became pregnant with Luis's child, but sadly miscarried. He took off to Miami, which was 163 miles or 262 kilometers away, abandoning his wife. Nice. So I don't know what the deal was. He could have just been devastated and disappeared. Yeah. It's hard to say. Who knows? Who knows? I mean... Marriages fail for all kinds of reasons. Especially when the wife is 16 years old. I don't know how old he was, but she was 16. Carl happened to see her that day, the day that she was in the hospital, Mm -hmm. and became convinced that this was the woman from the vision all those years ago. Finally, finally. Because, I mean, he's like 50-something. 53. Oh, my God. And she's 21. Almost. A few months away. Unfortunately for the De Hoyos, Elena was diagnosed with tuberculosis, and in those days, TB was a death sentence. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just going to kill you eventually, and there was, like, nothing anybody could do about it. Tuberculosis is a bacterium that usually attacks a person's lungs, but can attack anything. It causes fatigue, weight loss, and eventual death. And you, and yeah, you cough up blood. And it's... Yeah, you racked with a cough. Uh-huh. Usually has blood in it. Uh, Treatments of the time were varied, and generally speaking, not very fun and wholly ineffective. Things like deflating one lung, Mm -hmm. allowing it to rest, and then then inflating it, and then deflating the other one. Yeah, and this is like 19 fucking 20s and 30s. Like, what are they doing? Like, just sticking like a giant needle in your fucking chest and like... Fucking probably. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds awful. And... Oh, just a variety of just awful things. And they were trying to help. Right. They didn't know what the fuck was going on with TB. And it was killing, it had been killing people for years. Mm-hmm. Tansler needed to save this woman. This woman was his density. His density. <laughs> I am your density. <laughs> uh, this woman was his destiny. Somehow, he managed to talk his bosses into letting him conduct the treatment. He was not a medical doctor. Right, but he's just like, no, I'm convinced that I can... And they let him! They're just like, sure. He'd visit their home and shower Elena with gifts. Oh, yeah. strange homemade treatments of his own invention. He brought, like, the x-ray machine to the house. (laughs) Yeah, this expensive-ass x-ray machine he installed at their house didn't... He wasn't allowed to take it, he just did. He'd give her these weird herbs, elixirs, tonics, just whatever. He'd also tell her how much he loved her. 
and there was not poor really girl she was probably just so uncomfortable but at the same time she's like i don't want to die so yes and it's like she was like forced to probably have to like just be like polite to him even though he was just like creepy beyond belief he's in his 50s she's in his 20s he's just like oh i love you so much you're so beautiful here's all this shit take these tonics i'm helping you out so much it's yeah it's weird it is weird it's super weird maybe it wasn't as weird at the time perhaps it was very common for young girls to get pawned off on older men like that even well, still, I mean, maybe, but still, it's just. Ugh, I still gross. think it would be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it at all, and especially when it's like one of these like older, egotistical guys who just think they're like. Oh yeah. Like, why would you be grossed out by me? Like, I'm totally so great. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And there's no evidence you want that this. here's all these things and gifts, and it's just like, oh. And there is no evidence that she ever acted romantically towards him at all. No. That's because she didn't, because it probably made her flesh crawl the thought of it. Right, even more. Uh, yeah, it was already kind of waxy and sweaty. So. Oh, God. Ugh. Despite all the quote-unquote medical treatments, his professions of love and the gifts, Elena died October 25th, 1931. So just like a year later just about a year later yeah she was dead at 22 tragic that's that's fucking tragic enough it is and it happened all the time mm-hmm. and it happened to everybody it, it did not care you could be rich you could be poor it didn't matter it was just blind like i think a lot of her family died of tb too they worked in a cigar factory that's what her father did he owned yeah, a cigar yeah. factory and it's like people in like those close quarters like rolling cigars like yep yeah Probably, probably she ended up getting it from the workers and then her family and then her and whoever else, whoever else, because that's just kind of how TV works. The heartbroken Tansler paid for her funeral. He had her embalmed and talked the family into allowing him to have a mausoleum built for her to be interred in. Of which unbeknownst to the family he had the only key the only key and he started going there every single night he made he use of that, that key. tea mm-hmm. <laughs> every night for two years he'd visit her talk to her serenade her sing her spanish songs bring her flowers and gifts and she'd often ask him to take her out of her grave Yes, I'm sure that's exactly how that went down. <laughs> well, in April of 1933, he did just that. He'd lost his job at the hospital for unconfirmed reasons. It could have been that he was acting erratically and got fired. Maybe he was missing work. Who knows? Probably. I'm sure, you know, a little of everything. Maybe. Erratic behavior, stealing equipment, freaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did last two years after her death, so maybe he was just still doing weirdo shit. Maybe. They just thought he was fucking creepy because he was visiting this mausoleum every fucking night. Yeah, I mean, people around town notice this. Yes. I mean, Key West is not, it's not a big place. No. And well, what we do know about this is that the evening in April where he went to the mausoleum after getting fired, he brought a kid's wagon. A fucking, like a radio flyer red wagon. Tossed like, her corpse oh in it and just, you know, Wheeled went it home. on home. Just like, fuck it. Cue the song Happy Together by the Turtles. 
Imagine uh, me and you, oh, and you and me. I don't want to think about that song <laughs> talking about this story because it's just sick beyond word. Well, Carl Tanzler spent the next seven years desecrating the corpse of this young woman. It is so gross. He only got uh, caught because Elena's sister Florinda heard some rumors that he was fucking the corpse of her sister. Well, yeah, people became pretty suspicious when he's number one. He stopped going to the mausoleum every fucking night. Yep. And then he's coming home and he's bringing like tons of like perfume and all this stuff and dresses, and he's bringing that back. But nobody ever comes out. His shadow is seen dancing with like a, a woman giant doll. And organ music. He was playing fucking organ music, too. Yes. Like, as if it just couldn't get psycho enough, you just had right? to add that layer to it. Like Fucking madness. Total Jesus. fucking madness. Yeah. So, yeah, I think people were probably ended up putting two and two together. I mean, seven years this went on, I believe, it, it, before the sister. They're not great at math, no. Yeah. Well, eventually, I mean, and everything pretty much falls apart as soon as, I mean, not the corpse but like his just everything falls apart as soon as the sister comes over the authorities get involved and they find the corpse yeah well she demanded to go to the mausoleum and see her sister's body and he was just like you don't have to do that <laughs> she's right here <laughs> and leads her upstairs to the bedroom where she sees it <sighs> i would be scared as fuck if i were her seriously like, like going is up this that fucking kill yeah me? like oh my god this was in october of 1940 so yeah, the police. Uh, she contacts the police, demands that they do an autopsy because she what she saw was like horrendous. A, yeah, just grotesque beyond words. He's got the body still held together using like coat hangers or some kind of wire to keep the skeleton. Um, piano wire. Piano to, wire, yeah, and to keep her skeleton together and movable. Her eyes were replaced with glass beads. Hmm. They're like real, like kind of like human glass eyes, but yeah. Her skin would decay, and mm -hmm. as that would happen, he would replace it with waxed silk. Yep. Like paper mache. He had some hair of Elena's that had been collected by her mother, who had given it to him shortly after the funeral for some reason. Yeah. Like, I, I read that too, but I also read a version where it was, it had just like, as it had fallen off, he had a wig made of her. Regardless, he, he used way, her hair and made a wig. It was her actual hair and a wig. I saw the autopsy photos. Did you see? Oh, dude. Dude. I saw just the one of the face. Yeah, where it's like rolled up. No, no, no. Just, just, no, oh, no. Just, oh, just what her face looked like before. Yeah. Okay, so it's like when they did the autopsy, they like totally like cut her chest cavity open. Like, like the Y shaped thing, like they do. Yeah. And then, um, like her face had been like kind of cut below the chin and they kind of rolled it up to show that it was, you could just see her like actual like skull like jawbone but it yeah. was just like it was like paper on top of it just like rolled up and God. like a mask and here is like skull and teeth underneath and then that wig it was like circular on the back of her head where like it was just skull there was like no skin there because he had the wig over there and he hadn't patched over it like the uh -huh. rest of her fucking body and just the the image of it i mean it's just sick it's sick beyond words. That's crazy. He stuffed her chest and torso with rags to keep yeah. her shape. Yeah, her boob shape too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And that's how he got, and he'd put her dresses on her and gloves, kept her face with makeup. 
he adorned her with jewelry. And yeah, and then he just he left her in his bed. Yeah, he slept well, with her. Don't for, yeah, don't forget about the fucking tube. Oh, don't worry. There, <laughs> they did find a paper tube that he the had installed tube. in her vagina, uh-huh. so he could have sex with her. Yeah, though he never admitted to this, there was evidence of necrophilia. Authorities also discovered a homemade plane. Apparently, he had a plan to fly himself and Elena to the stratosphere, which would somehow rejuvenate her, something to do with the radiation from outer space. Hmm. Whatever his theory, the goal was her being returned to life. Yeah, not... Last time I checked, radiation doesn't do that. No, but... Crazy German scientist... Living with a human corpse sex doll for seven years. Yeah. Oh my god. Because of how strange this whole scenario was, a psychiatric evaluation was done, which determined that he was competent to stand trial. Competent right. to stand it's trial. Like you're a sick freak, but you still know what day it is, so. <laughs> he was accused of the crime, wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. The case was soon dropped, however, as the statute of limitations for the crime he was accused of had expired. The statute of limitations is the amount of time allowed to prosecute someone for a crime after the crime is committed. In the court of public opinion, it seems, he was not judged very harshly at all. Well, that's because they didn't know the full extent of everything. He was viewed as more of a romantic, like a weirdo, but a hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. and not a corpse-fucking freak. Yeah, because the, the autopsy report wasn't released until, like, the 70s, where it's like it's in full detail all the stuff that he did to her body so that he could fuck it. Like, yeah, gross. Yeah. After the trial, a local funeral parlor, Dean Lopez Funeral Home, had possession of Elena. Yeah, the well, I think the autopsy was done there, too. You know, not a big place. So they took her to the funeral home. And that's, I think, where the uh, pathologist where th- would go to, to do his thing because he didn't have his own office. Well, they put her on display here and charged people one dollar to see her. It's $18 today, and it's estimated that around 6,800 people came to see her. That is just the worst. Uh, Oh, yeah. I Uh, hate, I mean, why would... Why? Why would you do that? Like, oh, wow, like, look at what this guy did to this poor girl, who I'm sure did not share his great love in life, and then in death, he just, like, does this to her dead body, and it's like, oh, let's, let's put that on display. Let's put her on display because she hasn't been, like, victimized enough. Well, her family, after that, got her and finally put her to rest in an unmarked grave in Key West Cemetery. Right. So that people so, wouldn't fuck with it. So yeah. she could finally just fucking especially, be dead. Especially fucking Carl Tanzler, who fucking asked if he could have her body back after trial. He's like, can I, uh... Can I get that back? Is it, is it cool if I have that back? Have you been taking care of her? You haven't let her skin fall off have you i've got i've got some extra stuff to patch up some of those areas at home if you guys yeah i have a whole patch kit Ugh. tansler himself moved to a place nearby where his wife lived because he's still married this whole time right and i think she was like not too upset over it she helped take care of him as he got older dude maybe that was just like your duty or something uh, i don't back know in the day. i don't know because i'd be like if 
that were my husband, I'd be like, yeah, later. Can I get a fucking divorce now? 100%. He published his autobiography in the magazine Fantastic Adventures, the September 1947 issue. It was entitled The Secret of Elena's Tome. It's gross, too. I didn't. I didn't read it, but I, I listened to a little bit of the audiobook on it until like Scarlett was just like, Mom, turn this off. Because <laughs> in it, he's just, it wasn't even about any of the gross stuff, but it was about like when he first meets her and just how much love he had for her and that, you know, he wanted to send her away to some treatment thing, but her family was kind of like, no, they just, it's like, they just don't understand how deadly it is and all the stuff he was doing. But he was recalling all these like events as if like she was his girlfriend, like kind of interpreting right. like everything she does as a sign that she loves him. And it was just sick. It was just really fucking sick. It's like, Oh, Elena smiled at me. Like, and it totally means something that I'm sure it fucking did not at all. I can right. just imagine her awkwardness and uncomfortableness. Oh, man. Or this creepy fucking guy. Like, like, you're my fucking, you're my density. <laughs> <laughs> his body was found in his home three weeks after he died, which was on July 3rd, 1952. Yeah, and... Uh... In his home was found a death mask of Elena that was used to create a life-sized version of her. Yeah, he made, a, he made his own Elena doll. A death mask is a casting taken of a person's, a dead person's face. It is rumored that somehow he pulled a switcheroo and managed to hang on to Elena's real body, and that the death mask one is the actual the one that's in the grave. Hmm. But I don't think that's the case because I don't think so. How the hell would he do that? Right. He and he didn't. It was put in a marked grave, and then it's not like I, he was some he man did, of means or something. Right. That could just get that just, sort of thing. I mean, he just did the next best thing. He took her death mask and made a giant life size doll. And um, he had like a, know, an Elena body pillow. Yep, exactly. I think he was found laying next to it. It's quite possible. It's quite I'm, possible. I'm pretty it's sure that kind of sad. Case. I mean, the guy had a wife. He had a fucking family. Yeah, and he just was such a fucking loser that he had to just take some case of like love that wasn't even like a two way thing and. Just fucking go with it, like fucking, so hard. I mean, like just so extra, so extra. I mean, plenty a dead of people girl are, is like Jesus Christ. Yeah, plenty of people out there who have um not very healthy uh love interests and relationships. Yes. But you know, yes. usually when the person that you're fixated on dies, I mean, that's just that's it. That's it. But you not with him. But oh my god, he just took it um, so now, much further. At least he didn't kill her. That's true. It was the tuberculosis. And, I mean, so there's that. Yeah. And he didn't, I mean, he you know, never. it's pretty bad when that's, like, the one positive you can come up with. Well, he never assaulted like, well, her. He didn't, you know, he didn't rape her or kill her, so. So there's that. Except he kind of, like, raped her dead body, but I mean. Yeah, but I mean. But still, it's disgusting, like. If I was dead, I wouldn't, I don't, I mean, when I die, I honestly don't give a shit what happens to my body. Well, hopefully you're just dead and you don't know what the fuck happens well, to your that's body. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead. I mean, who cares? It's just, it's the old, uh, the old vehicle. Still, Whatever. it's just like, it's, it's just terrible. 
It is. I mean, it really is. And it's it's terrible for the It's terrible the for family. the family. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean the, how would you feel if somebody pulled it? I mean, even if they don't care, how would you feel if somebody pulled a Carl Tanzler on right. one of your family members? Exactly. Like, and so I may not care, but like my parents and sister may not, you know, want someone fucking my corpse. Yeah. Like that might be a little bit upsetting, the thought of that. Yeah. 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 It's definitely not really what you should do no when someone dies you should just leave Mm -hmm. them be yes do not fuck their corpse do not fuck their corpse well i think that pretty much covers the strange strange tale of carl tanzler yeah i think that's about all i can stomach talking about this guy i mean god necrophilia itself i mean the smell of death it's just Not even Ed Gein could fuck a corpse. Oh, yeah. Well, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. (laughs) Allegedly, according to him. But looking at some other, like, cases of necrophilia, we could probably do, like, just a whole fucking the dead series. (laughs) That Um, sounds just lovely. Doesn't it, though? But there, it was, like, this one chick. It was, like, unusual because there was, like, this chick who liked to... uh, fuck with the uh, dead men that is weird but she described being attracted like liking the smell of death huh so i guess like yeah like i mean just like some people find other like really gross things hot maybe that's kind of the deal with necrophilia i wonder if it's an actual misfiring of something in your brain yeah like, i mean it with seems masochism it's actually your brain interpreting pain as pleasure right because so it's maybe not it's... working the way it actually should so maybe that yeah yeah i thought that was interesting that, that is interesting that, that specifically was meant like she said when she got caught that that was like one of the reasons she did it yeah is she liked the smell of death Crazy. which most of us like knew no you're like ooh, what's that that's stay away from that dude a mice a mice <laughs> a mouse dying in my vents will just the subtle Stinks. smell of some tiny rodent decomposing, and it's just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, so gross. That was what the mystery stench was, by the way. Oh, a mouse died in the vent. Yeah, yep. I see. Yep, but to think that to somebody else to be like, mm. right? Yeah, fucking mm. weird, gross. All right, well, yeah. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you again, patrons. And enjoy the rest of 2019. We will be back in 2020. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode on that trash bag Carl Tanzler. (laughs) Yes. What a freak, huh? Right? Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Yes. Yes. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash strangerthanpodcast. Uh, you can also go to the podcast syndicate we're a part of, theageofradio.org, and take a look at all the, well, take a listen to all of the different podcasts out there, as well as our own, which is... <coughs> which is ageofradio.org slash strangerthan, where you can stream our episodes. Uh, you can also join our... Facebook group, which is 
basically meaningless and we do nothing, but you'll be part of the crew nonetheless. Yeah. And so that's an occasional meme is posted. Very occasional. Yes. Uh, That would, and so that may be the type of group for you. That's the type of group for me, really. I know. Uh, Like sometimes, like, you know, it's like I don't want to be not in the group anymore because I don't want to actually, like, leave the group and have to rejoin the group. But sometimes certain groups, it's just like, okay, this is just like too much. But I also, it's not so much I want to leave, but I do wish they'd dial it back just a little bit. So, so we're way, be, way dialed yeah, back. Yeah, we are way dialed <laughs> back in our group. So if you would like to maybe see a meme like once every six months. The Strange you know, Space. Just yeah, the Strange space. space is the space for you. Indeed. Join up. <laughs> and with that, we'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. Thank you.